go into the world and proclaim the gospel to every creature. That line and that statement should actually be the first and the introduction to our gospel reading today. Because we hear Jesus appear to three groups of people, Mary Magdalene, two disciples, and the eleven. And it wasn't until all eleven were gathered together that they believed. When we go out to share the good news, share the gospel, and proclaim the good news that the Lord has risen, what are we really then proclaiming? I think we can sum up the gospel in very simple terms and say, God is love. God is love is the gospel and the good news that we're called to share and proclaim. From there, we can begin to expand and expound on different aspects of that love and how that love has changed and invites us all to change and to be reborn anew again. But if that is our message and the message that we're called to proclaim, the challenge and the difficulties as soon as we leave these doors and enter into a missionary territory, the world, people around us, will begin to hate us. We will be challenged and persecuted like we hear in our first reading with Peter and John trying to proclaim that good news and being put to persecution, being told to not speak because that message is so powerful. If we look back at our gospel reading and say, if Mary Magdalene understood, how much more would we have gotten? If the people who heard the two disciples understood that message, how many more people would have seen that? Now, if all 11 saw that, where would we be today if they heard and understood that message? As we preach and share the gospel message of God is love, people aren't going to believe us. People aren't going to trust us. But if we are constantly faithful to preaching that gospel message, it will begin to change first and foremost our hearts in believing that message. But those around us will begin to see that change in our lives and will begin to ask and wonder, what is that change in that person? What about that person is so attractive to me that I want to find out what they have? Why are they so joyful? Why are they so excited? Why are they so happy in the midst of trial and tribulation? What do they have that I don't have? in that we then begin to teach, to share that good news, the charisma of the faith. But it begins with us wanting and willing to go out to do it. We leave the church doors and we enter into a missionary world. When we think of missionary, we think of other foreign lands, other places who don't know God. But if we take those same principles and look at our own society in our own day and age, we have people who need and want to learn about God. But are we even teaching and preaching that? 
to look at it in your own lives, my dear brothers and sisters. I can't go to your workplaces. I can't be where you are. I can't be at all the grocery stores in this area. But what I can do is to educate, to equip, to share the good news, to help you see and recognize God's love in your life, for you to then enter into that missionary world and share that same good news. There's about a hundred people sitting here in this church today. If each of you guys share the good news to one person, that has exponentially grown that faith, that has exponentially allowed someone to see and to hear the charisma, that has exponentially allowed someone to witness, to feel, to experience God's love in their life, which they have not experienced before. But that's just one person. Now if we do it to three persons, imagine where the world would be, where we would be in our lives and where our society would be as a whole if we just simply shared to the world, God is love and God loves you. Are you willing to respond to that love is the hardest part. I remember a couple years ago when I went down to Guatemala to experience, do a mission immersion trip. One of the most powerful things about evangelization is we think we have to be good, we have to be great, we have to be well articulate, we have to be smart in theology, to know the ins and outs of the nuances of our faith, to be a missionary, to spread the faith and to share the faith. And I was down there and a six-year-old who didn't, who, did, we couldn't communicate with each other. He spoke just Spanish and I barely could make my way through Spanish. But for a whole week with him, he taught me that simple charisma. God is love. He didn't have to say anything. He didn't have to do anything different from his life. But what he did teach me, how he did teach me what the faith was, was to walk with me. Show me where God has been in my life and in his life. And to be able to recognize God in those around us. A couple weeks ago, I was in Chicago on retreat. And part of the retreat, they had me walk through with, a, with their neighbor through their food pantry. And this moment still stuck with me and is still, I'm still unpacking it. As I was walking through with this neighbor, he gets a shopping cart full of groceries. He gets to pick what he wants to take home. And at the end of it, I come to find out, he says, I'm not taking this home to myself. I'm taking this home so that I can call five more people to show them what I just got and to share my groceries with five other people. God is love, my dear brothers and sisters. When we believe, when we live, and when we teach that, simply God is love, we ourselves will begin to change 
the world will begin to change and our lives will begin to change. But we're promised in the Acts of the Apostle, it will not be easy. It will not be something that just happens. It requires work. It's going to require pain. It's going to require suffering. But it will work. It will happen if you allow it to do it. Allowing it to enter your hearts and to change the world. Amen.